Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some protect your neck news. Then we will be talking about the possibility of online voting. And finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer. And this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from ZDNet. On a previous episode, we talked about the security risk when people reuse passwords. But a recent study of more than 1 billion leaked credentials has discovered that one out of every 142 passwords is 123456. The study also includes a number of troubling findings, including that the average password length is only 9 characters long. The study also showed that only 12% of passwords contain special characters, and a fourth of passwords reviewed contained only lowercase letters. If these results sound like any of your passwords, then please, please, please wash your hands, wear a mask, and change your passwords. Our next story comes from Hot for Security, a former Yahoo employee. Reyes Daniel Ruiz, accused of hacking over 6,000 victims, avoids prison time and instead was sentenced by a federal court in the Northern District of California to five years probation, a fine, and home confinement. Mr. Ruiz was charged with one count of computer intrusion and one count of interception of a wired communication. Mr. Ruiz pled guilty to only one count of computer intrusion and admitted to using his Yahoo access to hack into over 6,000 Yahoo accounts. He cracked users' passwords and accessed Yahoo internal systems to compromise these accounts. Mr. Ruiz admitted to targeting accounts belonging to younger women, including his personal friends and work colleagues. He made copies of images and videos that he found in their personal accounts without their permission and stored the data at his home. What's interesting about this case is that while the government was able to secure a conviction, they were denied their request for jail time. One of the questions that we all have to grapple with is, how should we punish computer crimes? Our last story comes from BBC News. In a previous episode of our podcast, we talked about the hacking group NetWalker, who claimed responsibility for a ransomware attack against the University of California, San Francisco. The BBC claims to have obtained proof of a ransom negotiation between the NetWalker Group and the University of California, San Francisco. The negotiations look like a typical business negotiation. The hackers requested a large sum of money. The school then counteroffered for something much lower before coming to a number, 1.14 million to be exact, that both sides could stomach. What this negotiation illustrates is the professionalism of cyber criminals. We also have some protect your neck news. During this segment, we will be talking about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday 
and a cyber incident report rolled all into one. Last week, Microsoft released emergency patches to fix two vulnerabilities in Windows Codex Library. According to ZDNet, the two security bugs can be exploited by using image files. If the images are opened inside the app that uses the Windows Codex Library, then attackers would be allowed to run malicious code and potentially take over the device. The updates were delivered through Windows Store app. And fortunately, you don't have to do anything to get this update. Please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. Our main topic today is about the possibility of internet voting and what was supposed to happen in Delaware. According to the Washington Post, Delaware was one of three states, along with West Virginia and New Jersey, that were offering online voting in elections during the pandemic. However, unlike West Virginia and New Jersey, who limited online voting for voters with disabilities that made it unfeasible to vote by mail, Delaware was offering it broadly to voters. Well, they were offering it broadly to voters until last month when Delaware, citing significant cybersecurity weaknesses in the app called OmniBallot, stopped allowing people to confirm and submit their votes using this app. But could online voting be something that happens in the near future? Maybe. But there are some key pitfalls that need to be addressed before it could happen. One key issue is security. While at MIT and the University of Michigan report found issues with OmniBallot, the security issues go beyond just protecting the application that will be used. It's also about the security of the personal devices that people will be using to vote. A political story by Eric Geller points out that there is a risk that people's devices are already compromised. How do you protect the integrity of an election if voters' smartphones or tablets are already vulnerable? Along with security issues, people have to be confident that their vote will be counted and remain anonymous. Even if we are able to handle the security hurdles, people have to be confident in our election system. Without this trust, elections cannot be seen as legitimate. Our final segment today is our Cybersecurity Awards. This week, I have one award I want to hand out, and it's the He Did It For The Gram Award which goes to Ray Hushpuppy, an Instagram influencer who was arrested in the United Arab Emirate last month and faces charges in federal court in Chicago for conspiring to launder hundreds of millions of dollars through a cyber crime scheme. Ray Hushpuppy's Instagram account shows him living his best life with expensive clothes, private jets, and fancy cars. Ray's Instagram account says that he's involved in real estate. But the Department of Justice has alleged that Ray is one of the leaders of a global network that uses computer intrusion, business email compromise schemes, and money laundering to steal hundreds of millions of dollars. While these are only charges, Ray could face up to 20 years if convicted. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see you guys next week.